Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It is nine o'clock. Would you, if you're able, would you please stand? Let's bow our heads and say, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here today to conduct the business of the county. We ask that you grant us patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations and humility and gratitude with our victories. And we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 County Clerk, would you lead us in the pledges, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. <coughs> Very good. I make a motion that we open this morning's meeting. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? We are open for business. They both said it. They both said it. Oh. <coughs> First item upon the agenda is to consider the uh, minutes from the previous meetings of October the 12th and 18th. I move we approve the minutes of the October 12th and October 18th meeting. Motion's been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? <laughs> Motion carries. Next item on the agenda is to open public comments. Do we have anybody with public comments signed in, Mr. Feetson? Okay. Uh, we'll move along now to, do we need a motion yes. to accept public comments even though there weren't any? Yes. Okay, I'll accept the motion on that. I move to accept the comments and close public comment. Uh, motion has no been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next uh, item on the agenda, actually the next three items on our agenda, concerns the uh, passage of a resolution by the court concerning tax abatement. Uh, we were unaware that our legal counsel would not be here today, so Ms. Austin has contacted the firm of Ernest and Young and informed them that we would not be able to address this without legal counsel being present. I don't think that I nor anyone else feels comfortable without legal counsel being here. Uh, in fact, that was the uh, suggestion of Ms. Schupach that we go ahead and defer these items. So items three, four, and five, we will defer to the November 9th meeting 
And I believe that was okay with Mr. Young and Ernest and Young, correct? Yes, yes sir. Okay. So, do I have a motion to defer those items to the November 9th meeting? Uh, we would defer items 3, 4, 5 to the next meeting. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, next item on the agenda is to review and approve the revised appointment of election judges and alternates. Do we have uh, Terry here? Uh, no, she's not here this morning. Um, she is at early voting. Um, this is the uh, new one that she gave me this morning. She did add one. Um, she changed uh, an alternate judge, uh, Ms. Uh, Matt Holdman. Y'all want to look um, at that so over. the ones in red on y'all's tablets are the ones that have changed from the last time I see. this was approved. Okay. I move we approve the appointment of election judges and alternates. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number seven. Unless there's no objections, we are going to defer that to item 24 because they're basically the same, uh, the same item. So do I have a motion that we defer? How about we just do no action on no, this? Okay. Yeah. Probably more. No action. No action. Do we need a motion for that? No. Okay. So no action on no action on number seven. We'll move on to item eight. Consider and take appropriate action concerning the following applications. Requesting the division of real property, Jolyn Petrosh, located in Precinct 4. Good morning, village commissioners. Uh, the application here from Ms. Petrosh is for a property in Precinct 4, uh, kind of on the north side of Mullins Prairie Loop. Uh, so I have been working with Ms. Petrosh and Robbie here uh, on this project for in excess of a couple years. Um, their property is 86 acres off of an existing family easement uh, that's been there for quite some time. And so the request before the court today is to divide that property into two tracks, a 10 and a 75 acre track off of the single existing easement. Um, there's quite a bit of documentation in your packet there uh, discussed this with mr. Grossman quite a bit uh, about the attachments explain the circumstances of how they have inherited this family land uh, how long they have owned the land and what their intentions behind the subdivision are uh, if there's any other questions uh, if she's present today to answer any for you would it be safe to say, Mr. Sternoddle, and this is for the benefit of everyone, when you're saying subdivision, it conjures up visions of, of different people living there but uh, or, or being part of that land, but under what we're talking about here, if they were to sell this property, no one else could possibly buy it? Uh, correct. So what they're asking for today is a a variance from the county's requirements that each of these tracks have an exclusive means of access to allow them to use the single existing <coughs> track. And this would just be for two pieces 
out of the total 86 acre tract. Uh, so yes, there is a single division of property, not a, a subdivision in the commercial development sense. Commissioner Brosman, you got some thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you know, me and Clint met with the Petros family, and, uh, you know, we gave a bunch of different options that they could go in, a bunch of different avenues they could try. And they did, you know, if you read the, the information they have here, you know, they contacted all the uh, adjacent and bordering landowners trying to do a land swap, trying to get an easement or trying to buy a piece of property, sell the piece of property, vice versa, whatever. And I mean, they did everything we asked them to do. And it's like, you know, like me and Clint said, you know, we have all these regulations in place and everything like this, but even though you have them, you still don't have a rule in place for every single situation that's out there. Look at this family land. It's been in the uh, family for over 100 years. Well, back then, who knew that we would have the regulations we have now? And, you know, I know, uh, I can't remember how long ago, Precinct 3, they kind of had the same deal where the landowner was trying to uh, divide a piece of property off for health reasons, just like Ms. Petros is doing, so she can take care of her stuff and everything like that. She's not trying to divide it to make a big, huge killing off of it and have a big, huge subdivision out there and everything. It's one big, huge trap, and this would just be a one-time uh, division that wouldn't be allowed anymore after this. This would just be one-time. And uh, so, Mr. Sternoddle, you're, you're good with it? Uh, yes, sir. I believe some of the things um, very specific to this application that, in my mind, kind of differentiated and would justify the variance to the court. Uh, this is quite a large tract. Um, for one, they're not creating two acre tracts. You know, we're, we're talking uh, one 10 acre tract that she will retain to retain to reside on, uh, and then just to sell the remainder of a 76 acre tract. So, a, a very large tract size that we're talking about. Um, the number of years that the family has owned the tract. It, this property wasn't bought speculation for resale. Uh, it was actually inherited, not even purchased uh, by Ms. Petrosh. Um, and from the permitting side elsewise, um, all of the tracks still meet all the requirements for our water wells, uh, septic systems, all the like there. Uh, so not that they'll be coming back and asking for multiple variances for permitting down the line. Um, the Variance, if approved by the commissioner's court to allow these two tracks, would not have any bonding to that track to be divided in the future. It would allow Ms. Petros to sell, divide, and then sell this 75 acre tract, and that will remain as such, unless well, some I, other access. I would concur with what Commissioner Brosman says. It's a unique situation. <clears throat> yes, sir. And, and I, they have done. Um, Quite a bit of extensive outreach to the neighbors. Uh, I, to the best of my ability, laid out all the options that they could do to meet the county requirements, and uh, they have exhausted all those options and documented them as well. Unless anybody has anything further to say, <laughs> Commissioner Brosman, if you make a motion to approve oh, that. So right. you're, you're going to keep the 10 acres, the family? Yes. Okay. okay. And then at 75, you're going to sell? Her family home has been there for the 40s that she resides in it so the main reason is she wanted to be able to still reside in the home she grew up in and wants to live her days there but she just needs the financial help to sell the bigger portion off and then the 75 acres that if one individual buys it it won't be able to be split up that's correct correct so when, when a piece of property and i'm good with this but when a piece of property sells like that so the landowner buying the 75 acres understands totally that it's gonna. It's a one time that they'll never be able to split it up. I mean, 
Yeah, well, so, nobody's going to come to us and say, hey, I got this 75 acres. I'm going to split it up again. Yeah, and they're, they're welcome to usually they'll bring that to my office and I will uh, and tell them you know, that they're in the same position. Let, that, let me also interject, Commissioner, that you tell me if I'm wrong or Ms. Robbie, you tell me if I'm wrong. When those individuals purchase that property from the Petroshes, the title company will explain that okay. to them. And I was going to say, I'm an examiner for Claire Title Company, and I'll be helping with the transaction. And we will um, disclose this, and it will be a subject to in the deed that they will be aware sure. of the restriction. In the prospective buyer, of this 75-acre tract definitely we're not barring them from any kind of development otherwise of the property. Sure. If, if they are an adjoining landowner happens to see this come on the market and decides to purchase it and or a new buyer is able to work out some kind of access, then that would then allow okay. them to divide it in okay. the future. If there's no more discussion, Commissioner Brosman, if you make a motion to approve it, I'll second it. <laughs> I move we approve the application requesting a division of real property from Joe Lynn Petrosh. Located and I second it. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, Mr. Sternottle, continue, please. Uh, our next item, consider and take appropriate action concerning approving the final plat of phase three of compound lane regarding a platted subdivision named the compound. And I would like to recommend we defer nine and ten to the next regularly scheduled meeting. Uh, this project is still in order. They just weren't able to get their surveying and paperwork and signatures in time for this meeting. Uh, but still a go for the next regularly scheduled meeting. I make a motion we defer items 10 and 11 to the November 9th meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. What did I say? What did I say? Oh, okay. It's, it's 9 and 10. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All in favor say aye. Uh, Opposed? Motion carries. So now we go to 11. Uh, Mr. Sternald, you're still up. Consider and take appropriate action in releasing Burke Road and Herman Lane in Precinct 3 of the routing agreement and road use bond agreement with Sandalwood Exploration approved in Commissioner's Court September 14 of this year. Yes, sir. The oil company there has completed their projects and ready to have them released. I'm the uh, commissioner reviewed the roads there. I did. I, I looked at the roads and they're good to go. So I move we uh, release Burke Road and Herman Lane, the riding agreement and road road bond agreement with Sandalwood Exploration. Commissioner second. Birkenhoff makes the motion and seconded by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 12, consider and take appropriate action in releasing Old Welder Road in Precinct 3 of the routing agreement and road use bond agreement with Saddlewood Exploration, approved in Commissioner's Court August 10 of this year. Yeah, same, same item here. They are finished with their project and requesting the release. That's good to go. So I move to release Old Welder Road for the routing and road use bond agreement with Sandalwood Exploration. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Motion <coughs> carries. Item number 13, approve the application for permit to lay temporary water line and right-of-way submitted by Magnolia Oil and Gas Operating for said water line to be placed along Tynert Road in Precinct 1, a public county road in Fayette County. Yes, sir. This is for approximately 10,000 feet of a 12-inch 
collapsible rubber waterline, and they have completed their application and paid the fees. I so move. Um, motion has <coughs> been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number four. Mr. Sternaudel, thank you, as always. We appreciate everything you do. You, you're on top of things. Uh, item number 14, here are the monthly report from the Sheriff's Department. We've got our friend, Chief Deputy Randy Novisky. Thank you, Judge Commissioners. This is the statistics for September. We had 15 total arrests, 10 felony, 5 misdemeanor, 316 traffic stops, 948 calls for service, 49 civil process papers served, 52,227 miles total for all department vehicles. 53 individuals were processed in the Fayette County Jail. Four individuals transferred to TDCJ and the dispatchers had 2,319 calls coming in. And so the third quarter stats are the second page I've got is 72 total arrests, 50 of felony, 20 misdemeanor, 1,211 traffic stops, 2,886 calls for service, 117 civil process papers served, 146,758 miles for all total uh, department vehicles, 211 individuals processed in the jail, 18 individuals transferred to TDCJ, and 7,718 calls dispatched by the Word of Our Communications Office. Very busy month. It was busy. Randy, what's the difference? I'm just curious. The on the top line, you have total arrests and then process into jail. And those don't add up. What makes up that other amount? The whole county. Okay. Oh, DGS, like the, Schumburg, Plateau, here. It's the we're cities. the county jail, okay. so everybody that comes in, yes, sir. Do any other cities pay to use the jail when they drop people off? No. That's just no. Medical, if they're not accepted in the jail, all cities take care of them if they have to be cleared, but uh, the jail is taken care of by the county. I make a motion we hear, uh, we approve the sheriff's report from Deputy Novisky. Chief, Chief Deputy Novisky. Uh, seconded by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you as always, Chief. Item number 15, the next few items, we're going to have Ms. Hahn address these items. We'll start with 15. Consider and take appropriate action concerning entering into a contract with Langford Community Management Services for Grant Administrative Services for the Texas General Land Office, GLO, Regional Medication Program. Good morning. I'm going to ask that you defer this to the November meeting. Uh, Mr. Watson has not completed his review of the contract that, that we had put together. And additionally, we received a contract from Langford this morning that he had not had a chance to Okay. Well, I make a motion that we defer item 15 to the November 9th meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Authorize the auditor to advertise for request of qualifications from contractors for engineering services concerning implementing Texas General Land Office. CDBG regional mitigation projects. Yes, sir. If y'all will remember when we went out for grant administrative services, we did not procure engineering services at that time because we weren't certain what projects that we were really looking into. We had a, maybe the workshop last Wednesday. We have a better idea what the projects are, so we do need to go ahead and procure engineering services. So this request for qualifications uh, will just allow us to get started on that. 
I so move. Motion's been made by Commissioner uh, McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Angela, item number 17, discuss and consider appropriate action by approving and signing the request to the Texas General Land Office for a two-month extension to submit proposals to the Community Development Block Grant Program. Yes, sir. The application for the funds that we've been allocated through the Regional Mitigation Program is due December 1st. <clears throat> Since we just kind of started the process of determining what projects we're looking at, we are going to ask the GLO for an extension of two months to be able to submit that application program for our applications February the 3rd, I believe it is, 2024. This, the funding that is available to us has a at least a six-year time frame on it, so we're all right to request the extension to apply. And will we approve and sign the request to the Texas General Land Office for a two-month extension to submit proposals to the Community Development Block Grant Program. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner <coughs> Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Hahn. I believe you've got some place to go, so thank you for what you do. Okay, number 18. Uh, authorize the following class request for Brenda Feetsom, County Clerk, to attend the 2023 Department of Health Services Vital Statistics Conference to be held December the 7th and 8th virtually. Ms. Feetsom? I had a choice to go in person or virtually, but I chose virtually. Okay. I so move. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 19, discuss Fayette County monthly reports, expenses, and revenue for September of this year. Ms. Avelka? Um, as included in your packet, you will see the recap for everything on the budget as of ending September 30th. And if you realize we've got October, November, and December yet um, for expenditures for the between now and the end of the year and take into consideration that in December there are story payrolls. So um, just to kind of get out there to everyone to look at what how we're sitting uh, expenditure wise. I will be making some budget amendments starting already. One of them I do know is uh, I have for Brenda on her records archive, I think it is, that I have to move uh, from one line item to another line item. She's still within her budget. It's just that uh, the expenditure came out of a different line item and there wasn't enough funding in there, so I'll be moving that one. Same thing I know for District Clerk, because she asked me to move some into her postage from her I think, travel and training. So I will be going through here and doing some of that for various departments where they are over in one line item but they're still within their budget about the one that i'm mainly concerned about and i've been trying to reach out to the county attorney's office and to the sheriff's department on what to do with it is the narcotics seizure uh, narcotics forfeiture fund it is overdrawn. The cities contribute to it, but it's not enough from the city's contributing team to it to pay 
for the salary of the officer. Um, I think starting this month, I will probably need to take that out of the sheriff's department to cover for that, which they're really not budgeted for that in that department either. Chief Novisky, is this this conversation you and I had a few months earlier that Flatonia does not participate? That's, yeah, they, they had knocked out years ago, but I think Chief Dick is interested trying to get back in, but they're waiting for uh, to have the money to the city to, to get back involved in it. It was to pay for one position by the three cities. So, Ms. Havelka, if Flatonia gets back in, will that help? Well, the other issue is those amounts have never been increased over the so Since I mean and, and salaries have gone up so it, it, it all needs to be renegotiated with the cities right. to be on the same thing. Every time they've got a raise, I don't think it's went back to them for as far as that goes. But and I'm not sure about the county's part of it if that was put in there or not. Well, the county, my understanding, and that's why I'm waiting from Peggy for a uh, documentation so I can see what the contract has between us in the cities uh, in talking with Kathy who was the auditor before me the county's part of putting on it was that we furnished the person we furnished the vehicle we furnished the gas and that so that's the county's share of it. the county hasn't actually put money in it what she has done in the past she has said is when the money is run out of the forfeiture funding then she's moved the narcotic person out of the sheriff's department to pay them. Um, I wasn't aware of that until this recently when I talked to her about how she handled that. That's why I'm saying in 2024 we had budgeted him in the sheriff's department. In the past he was not budgeted there. He was always budgeted under the narcotics. Along with that we do have some outstanding cases that have not been finish having judgment done on, or if they have had the judgment done on, it has not been reported to our office that it's been done, to where I can move some funds from the seizure into the narcotics operating. And the last time the cities had increased anything was 2017. It's one of those interlocal agreements that needs to be reevaluated. What, right. is, what is, does each city get the same amount? Or, or do you know what the amount was? 15 or? Um, and I'm, I can't remember. 15, yeah, it's 15,000, and I think they do it quarterly. Um, 15,000 per year, but per year, and we get a quarterly payment. Um, LaGrange's current, that will, this current quarter, and Schindlerberg goes two quarters. And that's the one, but like I said, I've, I've tried to reach out. My next go is I'm going to ask county clerk to see if there's anything in the minutes showing where we have an interlocal agreement because I've not been able to get it from the other department. I mean, I would think that the cities would be able to understand that, that you know, with the salaries going up and everything, they're going to have to get a little bit more right. understanding, you would think. <laughs> right. Chief Novisky, what are your thoughts about you and Peggy and Ms. Havelka having a conversation? Yeah, that's no problem. So how long are we waiting for that time? I mean, what's, how long have they not been paying? Like about 2018, I think. 2017, wow. 2018 was <laughs> about the same time that we got the last increase. You would think since 2018 you should be able to find enough money to pay 15000 
Well, to be honest, I think at the time they, when they're, it was through the other police chief, and then they had lost a lot of personnel, so they, they could, they were trying to get personnel. And uh, once they got that, I know the chief is not against it. I know he's all for getting involved, but he just got to get it passed to where they can sure. get back on. Sure. On the airport? Yes. Is that a reimbursable on that equipment repairs? Yes, that was for the uh, AWOS system. And yes, we did get that money back. Okay, so it just, it'll show up in revenue? Not yes, it will show up in the revenue. And of course, there's certain like EMS and Sheriff's Department will have a little bit more in their equipment expenditures because due to uh, accidents that the insurance would have covered, well, the insurance is in the revenue side on those settlements. And the road to br and bridge in each department is looking nothing out outlandish? Look like one and three are doing a lot better than two and four. <laughs> From what I see here, I know I still have. I know I'm gonna take a lot of money. I still have 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. We're actually gonna try to take tomorrow if the weather holds out. If not, I have 200,000 on the bridge that's still coming out. So by the time I get done with this, it'll be low. And then I know all my building repairs and replacements. Uh, not building repairs, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm over on that, but I also have the ARP money that's in the revenues at the top there. Cancels that out. And our revenue is down, um, especially on um, the Avalon taxes because of the fact that when we budgeted this last in 2022, we did it at the 100%, or in 2024, we did it at the 98. So there are some budget amendments there that I'm going to have to make on that. So, you feel, uh, Ms. Avelka, uh, that there's nothing outlandish other than the two departments that you stated? In other words, everything looks to be normal? As of right now, everybody looks like they still have funding left of some sort. Um, the, I just want to and, every, the, and everything is good in one and three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good in two and four. It just looks like a little stronger in I, one and three I financially. Know. I know. The I know. EMS department, I will have to do some um, budget amendments within his. He's still within budget, but there are some line items yeah. that he had more expenditures on that I will have to do some amendments, moving money from one. Like he didn't use refunds, so I'll be moving that into one of the other ones that he has already one of them. I make a motion that we uh, approve the comments of uh, Ms. Avelka and the monthly reports, expenses, and revenue for September of 2023. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is con number 20. Consider and take appropriate action by approving and signing the contract for assessment and collection services between Fayette County and the Fayette County Appraisal District, effective from January 1, 2024 to December 31 of 2025, 
Ms. Austin, are you going to speak to that, please? Uh, yeah, this is just a routine uh, two-year contract that we do biannually, and it's for them to calculate our property tax. I'll make a motion that we approve that. The, approve the signing the contract for assessment and collection services between Fayette County and the Fayette County Appraisal District, effective January 1, 2024, December 31, 2025. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action in setting a date for a public hearing concerning setting a speed limit on the following road, Skillet Road in Precinct 3, and for authorization to publish notice of said hearing in the newspaper. Commissioner Birkenhoff? I've got a petition signed to there's a lot of speeding and trash being dumped. It's a dead end lane, and uh, I so thought I knew every new road in the county. Where is Skillet yeah, Road? Off of Valenta. So 609 Valenta. Hosting area. Yes. Okay. So Valenta and then Skillet is on the left. It's, there's uh, a piece of property that's sold on the end, and they have it. They, they have a lot of renters down there, and it's just been. And I know the landowners have. They've already contacted the sheriff's department. They've been out there and talked to the people, and they just won't. They won't listen to anybody. So our next step is put some signs. We have flow signs up. We've got different things going, but we'll we'll put a speed limit sign up, and uh, and then they'll have a little more. Uh, you know, they can go out there and maybe citate get some citations, and maybe that'll slow them down. But uh, I think every every step's been taken, and they just won't. You know, nobody wants to listen. So, Cassie, would it be November 9th? Or would yes. you? I mean, you can do the November 9th if you want, and then, or if you wanted to do the November 22nd, maybe that's up to you. Whatever your motion okay. calls for. We'll do the 9th at 9 a.m. <coughs> motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff to set the public hearing on November the 9th for Skillet Road to authorize the public notice of said hearing in the newspaper. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 22, accept and approve the written plans of Industry Telephone Company to install a new buried communication line upon and along the right-of-way of Clatt Road, Haviman Road, and Althouse Road in Precinct 2 with Industry Telephone Company being required to be responsible for repairs and or being required to make repairs or direct or collateral damage, if any, caused by Industry Telephone Company and or its contractors to the preceding roads and to other util utilities utilizing the public right-of-ways. Commissioner Sternall? When was, the last, when was the last time you was down Clatt Road? You know, I said while ago, I said I said while ago, Skillet Road was new to me. Clat Road is new to me. Wandale. Okay. All right. I move that we approve the written plan for Industry Telephone to lay say it's well, buried cables down Clat, Hoverman, and Althouse Roads in Precinct Two. Having said that, Commissioner Brosman, isn't there a Hoverman Road in the Swiss Alp area? No, this is Hoverman, but yeah, Swiss Alp is Hoverman. Hoverman. Okay, this is Hoverman. Hoverman. Okay. Motion. I second. Motion has been made by Commissioner Sternottle, seconded by Commissioner McBroom. <coughs> All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. 
Next item, acknowledge the fiber upgrade plans for Colorado Valley Telephone to install new buried fiber optic cables and copper cables within the corridors of Anders Bottom Road, Hayofsky Road, Seidler Road, and Anton Solis Loop in Precinct 4. Commissioner Brosman. Uh, I have to give it to the Colorado Valley, and they've been doing a bunch of improvements on their lines. Getting everybody really good service in the community. So it's really good to see everybody needs it. But I move we approve the upgrade plans for Colorado Valley for the said roads. Commissioner Brosman makes that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 24, consider and take appropriate action in approving the audit and subsequent fiscal year 2022-23 Chapter 59 Asset Forfeiture Report of the County Attorney, who's the attorney representing the state as required by Article 59.06 Code of Criminal Procedure. And this is the, is there county attorneys is always due at the end of, there's cuts off at the end of August, so there's is always due within 90 days after that their uh, seizure fund and this is what the officer sees and it goes into this fund first and then judgments are held on it and then after that it's transferred out they had a beginning balance of four hundred and twenty four thousand five hundred and fifty one dollars and forty six cents they seized five hundred fifteen thousand nine hundred and eighty seven dollars and six cents in assets and transferred out $176,157.38, and that will be either transferred out to um, the forfeiture funds or returned or refunded to um, some of the defendants that were able to show that uh, just cause that they get it back. The ending balance is $764,381.14. The forfeiture money that this county attorney gets is what's reflected in the bottom. She had a beginning balance of $1,033,123.24, had uh, forfeited into her fund $73,042.60. Of that forfeited money, she spent $75,119.90, and that expenditures could be anywhere from helping, I know she has done for the Sheriff's Department, uh, sending um, them to some training, uh, not only the Sheriff's Department, but some of the local city departments. I know she's in the past helped with the, uh, getting like vape uh, information out to schools. So when she comes and asks the courts for their permission to spend her money, that's what makes up this total. So she has an ending balance of $1,031,045.94 starting off for the next year. And then the county, uh, the sheriff's forfeiture and the constables will be done in, theirs ends December and it will be done in February. I move we approve the audit for year 2022 to 2023 chapter 59 asset forfeiture report of the county attorney who is the attorney representing the state as required by article 59.06 code of criminal procedures motion has been made by commissioner mcbroom second second by commissioner sternoddle all in favor say aye aye opposed motion carries 
Final item on our agenda this morning, consider and take appropriate action concerning the approving of the payment of currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Um, in regards to everyone I sent y'all, y'all seen there is one that I would like y'all to refuse to pay and that's the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. In reviewing that, that is for a, our permit for the waste water treatment plant in West Point for fiscal year 24 and this has done been uh, decommissioned and closed up and TCEQ had been notified about that in August. I spent yesterday trying to reach out to them and left five different messages as to why we're getting billed on it. So I do not feel like we should pay that bill and in discussing it with Clint, he agrees. So we're not gonna pay that bill. Um, other than that, we had our paid Axon, the paramedic school from the Cat Rat grant, which we have received that grant already. Uh, the grant was uh, $16,000, and in turn, we paid the $16,000 to the paramedic school that EMS has two paramedics attending. We paid our Baylor County Appraisal District $2,977.62. So next month, I will divide that money up that goes to the schools. Um, we did the water remediation at the Oceanburg EMS building for the damage from the AC unit, and we have received the money on that. Well, hold on a second, please. Mm -hmm. uh, when you say that the county paid the sixteen thousand, is that considering the what the Colorado Valley Telephone and, and the Rotary Club uh, didn't they donate toward that? To the paramedic school. Yes. Mm, I will have to check with Josh on that. Okay. They did. Okay. They were here in that meeting. I don't think yeah, that you were here. Yeah. Okay. But yes, they did. Uh, so even with that donation that the Rotary Club made in Colorado Valley, we, the county's part still 16000 Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So I wasn't aware of that, so I'll ask more about that. But, uh, back to the water remediation on the Oceanburg EMS building. We paid that $18,431.30, and we did receive the insurance payment on that. Um, Fayette County Fair was out of the ARC grant. That was what was left. That's the final amount that uh, for the Emily Fritz Show Barn. That was $6,023.42. Out of the uh, insurance, we did are doing the mode assessment on the Oceanburg EMS building. That's $450. And out of um, juvenile uh, probation's state money that they get, Whatever he doesn't spend, he gets notified. He has to return it back to the state, and that was $13,570.27. On the Baylor School Land, you said, I mean, just so everybody knows, we have to pay property taxes for the Baylor School Land, and that's it goes down, it's in the Constitution because I did all the research on that. It's kind of weird, but. Uh, but so do you build the schools for that or do you just take it out of the money that we I get? I take it out of the money that we receive from uh, the two landowners that rent the place and then I distribute that money to, to the schools. The schools. Uh, in addition to that we also had some signs that had to be put up so I'm taking the shipping out of it, it was minor but I'm taking that expenditure <coughs> out. Um, in talking with Luke, it sounded like the county had the signs available to make and send there. So, and then I will distribute that out to the schools. We put signs on the gate at the public road. It's at a dead end road. A lot of people going in there 
that didn't belong in there. So the ones that have at least on it, we put some signs up, say, uh, order by Fayette County, no trespassing, gate must be kept locked at all times, and so forth. Seem to be working pretty well. They welded a chain on there with a lock so it can't be removed. And they send they send me pictures of it and everything seems to be working a lot smoother up there right now. Very good. I appreciate you riding hurt on that commission. Cindy, what page is that one that you were asking them to refuse at environmental? What page? Uh under the west point. Right? Or the other. Page four. Page four. How much was it for? $1,250. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Brosman, <coughs> Cindy was talking about the remediation over mm -hmm. that building. How's that sale going on that building? Still in the process. You think it's still going to work? I mm -hmm. hope so. Okay. I move we pay the currently due bills with the exception with the check going to TCEQ. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. We adjourn. Commissioner McBroom uh, makes a motion to adjourn. Second. Second by Commissioner uh, Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? We are out of here. Courts adjourned.